Oh yeah, welcome back, Purdcast, episode 8. What's going on, Johnny? Hey, not too much, just uh, giving dogs baths. That's what I'm up to today. Nice. That's, uh, that's a inf- piece of information that needed to be included in the Purdcast. <laughs> just my usual Sunday, pulling video clips of Parks and Rec and giving dogs baths. <laughs> You know, watching me struggle to put on a shirt. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's the podcast again. It's our, you know, chronological discu- uh, discussion show of Parks and Recreation. We're in season two. We're going to be uh, doing a double dip today. We got episode, uh, shit, what episode is? Season two, episode five. Yeah, season two, episode five, Sister City. And then we're going to jump right into season two, episode six, Kaboom! <laughs> So, you know, we're kabooming the podcast. Um, yeah, these are uh, two very different episodes. Uh, one of them uh, pretty great. The other one uh, not, not quite as great. Yeah. No, no, yeah. So, That's why we're yeah. doubling up. <laughs> exactly. I'll let you figure out which one's which by the way I talk about them. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Sister City plot synopsis from Netflix. Leslie hosts the Parks Department from Venezuela and is shocked at the cultural differences. Tom becomes an errand boy. April plays hard to get. Um, yeah, that, uh, that, you know, actually really lays out the plot of that episode fairly well. Yeah, end segment. Next episode. Yeah, boom. Yeah, <laughs> Ka- didn't like it. See ya. He said boom, <laughs> I think he meant kaboom. <laughs> oh, God, we need just like a kaboom sound clip just on the, uh, on the board the whole time. Yeah, uh, Sister City is, uh, you know, one of my kind of least favorite episodes of Parks and Rec. It just, you know, it just doesn't feel like it should have come at this time in the series, and it's just a little bit too, you know, silly and not particularly well done. Like, I just feel like the comedy's not all that fresh, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, look, wacky foreigners and a series of misunderstandings, and (laughs) the foreigners are rude. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Leslie. It's you know, it's a real Leslie heavy episode. You know, it's like there's not really a whole lot of the uh, you know full cast in. I mean, Andy's nowhere to be found. You know, uh, Mark's barely in it. It's Leslie and Tom and April mostly hosting these uh, Venezuelan, you know, quote unquote parks workers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just you know, I just feel like it's not a. It's not one of the series' best, so it's too bad. I, you know, it seems like it has you know potential, but eh, doesn't really uh doesn't really do it for me, man. What do you think? Yeah, yeah like I like Fred Armisen in it a lot. Uh, I love anything Fred Armisen is in, though. So right. Uh yeah. I was like looking up stuff to like pad the running time of this episode discussing uh, Sister <laughs> City. I'm like, oh man, I can look up the sister cities of the cities in which we live. Turns out Tallahassee has terrible sister cities, uh, and you are more fortunate. Oklahoma City has cooler sister cities than Tallahassee. Oh wow! Do you know, uh, do you know any of Oklahoma City's sister cities? <laughs> no, I've never given a shit. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that's why you'll never, you know, travel to Rio de Janeiro, sister city of Oklahoma City, and be welcomed as some sort of uh, important person like these guys are. You know. You get Rio de Janeiro and Taipei, Taiwan, and a couple of other places. Uh, Tallahassee has fucking not shit. Somewhere in Ghana, Russia, a city in Israel, <laughs> Ireland, China. 
and <laughs> the Netherlands. Like, ugh, come on. Tallahassee's got to be able to get better sister states than that. We're a state capital, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Pawnee is sister cities with Baracoa, Venezuela, which is not a real city. Um, <laughs> and so the interesting part of this episode really kind of comes at the beginning. Leslie's talking about having these guys come to town, and she's saying, uh, you know, how it's going to be cultural challenge and you know the, these guys are you know from a poor country clearly demonstrating that she has no idea what is going on <laughs> yeah but uh she says you know this is my baby i set this whole thing up and then you know as it turns out these guys you know i don't mind jumping all over the place for this one the uh the episode ends they you know they reveal that these guys aren't actually the parks department of uh, Baracoa, <laughs> Venezuela, they are like the committee to humiliate America and promote Chavez. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just wondering, like, was Leslie communicating with these people and, like, trying to get some kind of cool meet-and-greet thing going and, like, unwittingly communicating with, you know, guys who promote dictators and, you know, just come there to shame people? I don't know. They never really talk about that, <laughs> you know, because I mean, really, who the hell would set up a big sister city tour of town between two parks departments, for, especially when one is the parks department in a dictatorship? It's just, it's an odd, uh, odd, odd choice. Setup. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, you know, they welcome the guys from uh, Venezuela, uh, which is pretty funny, uh, is, you know, actually, it's, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's not all that funny. It's, you know, Fred Armisen is Raul something or other, and he says his big, long title, which is actually just a big, long title version of saying Deputy Director of Parks and Recreation, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah. And then uh, his two guys that he has with him uh, is Antonio, the Minister of Small Fountains, uh, Elvis, the Administrator of Hedges. <laughs> and uh, Johnny the intern, he is worthless. Pay no attention to him. <laughs> so, you know, uh, funny titles being thrown around. It, you know, it strikes me this episode like they might have just let Fred Armisen come in with like no script. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of his stuff, like the thing where he's just rattling off the list of things that get thrown in, get you thrown in jail. And a lot of his interactions, it seems like they did this episode like Curb Your Enthusiasm style, where they had a frame, like an idea of what they were doing, but I think they just let the uh, the guest star kind of take control of the episode and do his thing. I think so. I could be wrong, but I think that's probably what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know, if, if you like Fred Armisen, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a pretty Fred Armisen heavy episode, and, you know, he's funny. <laughs> but um, just, again, the, you know, the stuff, it's just not a... It's not their hottest stuff. No. Leslie has a bunch of misunderstandings. You know, the guys are rude and standoffish and, you know, uh, just, I mean, it, you know, I guess it goes a little ways in coloring in just kind of the lameness of Pawnee. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Leslie's so proud of, you know, their nicest park and, he, and the guy, uh, Raul, mistakes it for the pit that they yeah. want to fill in. <laughs> yeah. And they have the ceremony where they exchange gifts. I think you have the uh, you have at least half the clip. They give uh, they give Leslie a gold plated replica of the gun you, that Chavez <laughs> used to overthrow the government, <laughs> which yeah, it's a pretty tight gun. And then they give uh, give the Venezuelans a pony gift. <laughs> a 
key aspect to diplomacy is gift giving. The gift has to be nice enough to honor and respect the guest, but not so nice that it shames him. Plus, it needs to represent the local culture. And I found the perfect thing. A bottle of high fructose corn syrup made right here in Pawnee's own Sweetums factory. Sweetums, if you can't beat them, Sweetums, since 1891. And eight and a half dozen rubber baby bottle nipples. Also made here in Pawnee. <laughs> Kernston's rubber nipples. Tastes like the real thing. <laughs> Tastes like the real thing. Yeah, the ultimate slogan for a nipple company. Yeah, it's a real selling point. It's that they they're realistic tasting nipples. Um, but yeah, you know, um, that might be the first mention of Sweetums as a company. I think they, so. Uh, they definitely get a they definitely get a full blown episode later in this season. But uh, yeah, you know, we really need to start writing down some of these. Firsts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crud. Because um, it seems like every time we do the show, we get you know to the next episode, and it's like, oh, is that the first suite of... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and I like uh, like later, you know, they're talking about the gift, and Fred Armisen's like, oh, yeah, thank you for the bottle of sap and that bag of garbage. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, and also eight and a half dozen is a very odd number <laughs> of nipples to be in a bag. <laughs> but you know, whatever. It's uh you know, it's a Pawnee thing, I guess. Eight and a half but, um, dozen rubber nipples. Yeah. I think that's a hundred and two rubber nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, um yeah, and then so yeah, Leslie tries to impress them because they're, you know, being rude, so she tries to impress them with their nicest park. And then, for some reason, takes them to a town council meeting, like a town hall meeting that's just happening to be taking place. Yeah, well, and, yeah, she uh, figures that if she can't impress them with the park, she can impress them with democracy. Yeah, which, <laughs> uh, you know, that, uh, I guess, goes a long way towards, you know, coloring in Leslie's idealism, but uh, <laughs> not so much, you know, if you're actually trying to impress uh, guys from a dictatorship who have endless amounts of oil money. <laughs> from state-owned oil wells <laughs> but uh but yeah uh yeah there were a couple funny things yeah, my favorite part of the uh council meeting it's the reappearance of uh fucking lawrence yes. the guy that was fucking with andy <laughs> and, i mean do you remember what he's doing he's in the, the meeting throwing frisbees at them <laughs> he's hucking how a pile you, of frisbees at her how do you <laughs> like it huh blocking them yeah, but the best part is when he finishes, he just goes, now picture that, but holding coffee. <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm picturing him in trying to enjoy the park, and, you know, he gets hit by a frisbee, and that's, like, his jumping off point for attending this meeting. Like, he's enjoying a cup of coffee in the park, gets hit by a frisbee, and he's just like, oh, god damn it. You know, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I... It's the funniest moment of that. But yeah, so she tries to impress them with democracy, which does not impress people in a dictatorship because uh, they can just throw people in jail for whatever they want. Where are the armed men who come in to take the protesters away? Where are they? This kind of behavior is never tolerating in Boracua. You shout like that, they, they put you in jail right away. No trial, no, no nothing. Journalists, we have a special jail for journalists. You're stealing, right to jail. You're playing music too loud, right to jail, right away. You're driving too fast, jail. Slow, jail. You're charging too high prices for uh, sweaters, 
Glasses. You write to jail. You undercook fish, believe it or not, jail. You overcook chicken, also jail. Undercook, overcook. You make an appointment with a dentist and you don't show up, believe it or not, jail, right away. We have the best patients in the world because of jail. <laughs> I, I love that because, one, you know that he's just ad-libbing every single one of those things. Yes, and, exactly. <laughs> and, two, like, so when I pull these clips, I wind up watching that clip usually, like, two or three times because I'm making sure that I'm, you know, cutting it off at the right moment. And you right. could tell that he is um, definitely, like, about to break at the end of that last one. Like he yeah. barely got it together. <laughs> uh, I love stuff like that. Yeah, God. Yeah, because I can only imagine just... Oh, I mean, in that case, it's just him on camera doing his thing. But, like, some of these group scenes, like, they've got blooper reels of Parks and Rec, which are fucking great. Yeah. Like, Chris Pratt just makes other people break with his ad-libs <laughs> constantly. Because he's the best <laughs> at it. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh yeah so you know i imagine yeah i i gotta imagine even this crappy episode is probably a lot of fun for everybody to make yeah <laughs> but yeah I was, yeah and i was thinking the other thing like ron's barely in it you know he's just kind of you know sitting quietly by you know leslie's really rude to the venezuelan guys and you know she's in his office it's like he's like yeah you should probably uh apologize <laughs> she's like no nah, i don't want to do that it's like well, then I'll call the mayor and we'll cancel the photo op. It's like, no, nah, we can't do that. It's like, well, then you should probably apologize. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. and, she, and Ron's like, you uh, you see the issue here, don't you? <laughs> and I like Leslie's response of, yes, but I don't want to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, Ron, you know, he gets to, you know, hang out and, you know, in the, mar- in the sidelines and brandish the uh, ceremonial gun. I have a clip for that. Sweet. Politically, no. I don't support Chavez. I, I despise him and everything that he does. On the other hand, this is a pretty sweet-ass gun. <laughs> I, just, I love the way he says, sweet-ass gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it when, you know, when Ron uses any kind of real informal language. <laughs> sweet-ass gun. Uh but yeah, and uh, that clip is you know somehow good enough to become the clip for Ron for the you know opening credits for the entire rest of the series. Yep. I'm just flicking that gun. So <laughs> yeah, that's a clip we'll see every week for the remainder of the show. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, yeah, we've been jumping all over the place. Is there anything I'm like you know overlooking? I mean, April's been uh, she's being flirted with by the intern and not really giving the time of day. Which really only gets funny at the very end of the show when it's revealed that she's back in Venezuela with the guys at like their palatial estate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so she's just leaving everybody. Like, talk to him on Skype. It's like, yeah, this place is nice, I guess, compared to like my mom's house. <laughs> oh, and and Donna's here. <laughs> yeah. Just pans over to Donna like, hey y'all. <laughs> We do, we do have the whole uh, gag about Donna being, like, the most desired woman by the Venezuelans. Yes, right when they arrive, they think that there's going to be a sex party. <laughs> now, I know you gentlemen had a long flight, but I have prepared a welcome party in your honor. Excellent. I like to party. <laughs> well, my job is to see to your every need. Do we just uh, select the woman we desire? I will take the large black one. Interesting choice. What? Did you have some kind of a book with photos of the women available to us? If not, I will also take the sexy black one. I am not surprised at all. I've been to South America. I did very well there. 
<laughs> mm. Yeah, that actually is kind of a great moment because it really starts to, you know, I keep saying, I keep using the words color in, but yeah, I think that maybe this episode's just not that funny, but it's good for coloring in some details about the show. Mm-hmm. Like Donna's secretly much more interesting life than her background role on the show lets on. <laughs> exactly. Like, you, know, you don't know yet that she has, you know, condos in Seattle and fiancés and all this stuff. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I've been to South America. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's just, you know, she's a confident woman who, uh, who does her thing. So, you know, good for Donna. Good for the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Tom uh, is immediately mistaken for Leslie's servant boy. <laughs> which you know i don't know it's uh it's pretty funny the uh the part where he gets them uh he's just get he's just you know doing everything for them because they fucking throw hundred dollar bills at him but <laughs> gets them all their candy bars <laughs> it's like yeah so and so you know butterfinger you know here you go baby ruth and then you know, uh nestle crunch with the crispy rice removed interesting choice but for you i did it <laughs> like, <laughs> That just, yeah, I'm trying to picture Tom with, like, either a toothpick or, like, some tweezers going through a Nestle Crunch and just trying to pull the rice out. Like, I just don't think that's possible. But, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. Um, I like to imagine he has a guy that has, like, reject Nestle Crunch bars. <laughs> you know, like yeah, the ones, that, the ones the rice just didn't make it into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, let me, get, let me get a couple of those non-crunchy crunches. <laughs> Perfect. Um... But yeah, so, you know, Tom's doing all kinds of stuff for their money, and then, you know, he really only gets his little, you know, moment to drive the plot forward at the end when they reject the uh, the $35,000 check that the Venezuelans offer them, and then Tom takes all that money and puts it in their little park jar. Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, look at that, that's sweet. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've, you know, is there anything else we're overlooking? You know, so I, I watched this like last week, and I can't remember if there was a side plot, plot or B plot or anything. I mean, it's Le- Leslie humiliates herself, and you know, like just has misunderstandings with the Venezuelans. Tom, you know, gets the you know gets things for the guys for money, and April gets flirted with. Yeah, I mean. It was all right there in the synopsis on Netflix, John. Were you not paying attention? <laughs> I was like, Where, where's Anne? Where's Mark? Like, I don't think... Yeah, huh. barely in it. Yeah. Andy, nowhere to be found. Ron, sitting on the sidelines. Man, no. no I, I, every episode needs more Andy. Like, you can't have enough uh, Andy or too much Andy. Barely, there's, like, no Jerry in this damn episode. The only thing that Jerry does is when they're having their big uh, their get-together for, you know, in the courtyard of the... Uh, city hall uh april's talking to the intern boy and you know the intern guy's saying like oh yeah you know like interns are a respected position and you know powerful and she's like yeah yeah i'm real real powerful and jerry walks up to her and just says you know like anything she's like go away jerry (laughs) (laughs) and he immediately just walks off and she just turns back to the guy and says vase (laughs) like oh but uh yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, yeah, it's a pretty straightforward episode that's just not particularly hilarious. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I said, Fred Armisen has his good ad libs, but yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, and actually, I yeah, you know, I keep the episodes playing in the uh, in the background as I'm doing the show. Uh, April doesn't like Skype chat them. She sends them a Windows Media file. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, it's just an email with the video attached to it. 
Oh, God, I love the signs that this show was filming in 2009. Like, <laughs> some of these things, you know, shit, we could move, like, right on to the next episode because the the opening of the next episode has a big indicator of its 2009 status. So, you, you want to call it a day on Sister City and move to Kaboom? Yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, Kaboom, episode six. Leslie and the department volunteer to help build a playground for a neighboring town. Leslie is frustrated at the lack of progress with the pit. Um, yep, that pretty well sums that up. Except it doesn't really bring in, you know, what happens. Which, I guess it doesn't have to synopsize the plot. It just has to kind of tell you something about it. But yeah, right off the bat, Leslie's getting a uh, phone call about odd activity on her credit card. Did you happen to pull any of this stuff? No, I did not. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, I <laughs> love the recent charges. <laughs> right off the bat, sign that it's 2009. $20 to Netflix? Yep. $20 to Blockbuster Online? <laughs> uh, since we've both worked at Blockbuster, and we know how shitty Blockbuster Online was, one, it's funny to be reminded that it ever existed. And then two, it's funny that Leslie needed it so that she could have all 11 discs of Gossip Girl at the exact yeah. same time. And then three, you know. this is a reminder that people used to use Netflix for DVDs. <laughs> exactly this is a reminder of what netflix and blockbuster online were conceived as and now i'm watching this streaming on netflix for 8.99 a month as opposed to 20 dollars a month to receive dvds in the mail <laughs> yeah i had it back then but you know man once uh once streaming became a thing people realized real fast that getting dvds in the mail was stupid yeah well, because yeah. yeah, cause like, okay, you have to go on and say, oh, I want to watch this in two days, or I want to watch this right the fuck now. Like, yeah. it just makes sense. That's <laughs> why you had to have a Netflix and a Blockbuster Online. You had to have them constantly cycling. <laughs> you know, and really, the Blockbuster Online thing was kind of a sweet deal, because, I mean, man, the people that I fucking had coming into my Blockbuster were, like, losers on this stuff, because they would get one in the mail, and you could take it to the store and drop it in like a return slot and get a free movie rental for it. Yeah. So I would have guys come in and I mean, I guess they just spent their day watching movies because like you bring they bring in a DVD in the morning, change it out for another DVD, then they bring in another DVD and change it out for another. Like they get like six or seven movies a day, <laughs> and it's just like, dude, you know. Uh, There's a good now, chance that they're just copying all of them. Not even watching. But it's them. just so imp it's so impressive that they could even binge watch you know things like that because now you can just put you know turn on your TV. But like these guys had to every couple of hours pop the movie out of their DVD player, go out into the world, <laughs> and fucking exchange these discs. <laughs> the world being Blockbuster and maybe a drive-through on the way to Blockbuster, and then back home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. You know it was tough. You couldn't quite couldn't quite binge like you can now. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, and then the other stuff that Leslie has on her uh, credit card activity is pretty great. You know, she has admission, uh, tuition to Hogwarts, uh, <laughs> at which she majored in potions. Um, you know, the uh, Jessica Simpson clip-in hair extensions, which she wore once and, you know, meant to return but never did. Uh, man pillow, the pillow shaped like a man. <laughs> yeah. And I love time, just, oh God, what a... Uh, what man is your pillow shaped like? <laughs> Daniel Craig. <laughs> it's it's for my lower back. Like, and then and also something called bucket of cake. <laughs> so yeah, it's a very Leslie list of charges. It's pretty fucking great. I would definitely buy bucket uh, of cake. 
Dude, I would buy bucket of cake and man pillow shaped like Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> when I go to bed, I mean, I, you know, I like, you know, kind of spoon a pillow if I'm laying on a certain side. So, you know, fuck it. Why not have it be James Bond? Like, <laughs> it'd be fucking tight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, that's just the cold open. And then, so the, the main episode is them, uh, it starts off with them uh, building a playground for Kaboom in Eagleton, mm. which, according to Leslie, is two towns over. You know, this is very nice that they have a playground building charity and they're helping out. However, it really doesn't play because Leslie would never do anything to help Eagleton because they're a bunch of rich, snobby jerks. Yeah. So, you know, who knows where this playground building is actually taking place. But two towns over in Eagleton seems a little odd. One, because they later established that Eagleton is not two towns over, it's one town over, and, like, they, you know, the town borders Pawnee. And then two, you know, fuck Eagleton. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, so you meet, you know, the guy from Kaboom, which is the playground build, playground in a day, you know, building program. Uh, you know, Paul Shear is barely in this episode, but, you know, he, uh, you know, I don't know. How do you feel about Paul Shear as a guest star? I, I like him a lot. I like... Because he always plays somebody that's like over the top and ridiculous, and that's what you need for for the kaboom, you know? Right. So it just makes exactly. sense. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like that guy. He's like kind of funny, but he's also like the least funny guy on almost everything that he's in. Like you know, I listened to How Did This Get Made, where him and the other guys you know discuss you know shitty movies, and he's basically just the host. He's not actually particularly funny. <laughs> and this, he's not playing a particularly funny role, but he is just kind of, you know, goofy and energetic, which is nice. Yeah. You know, on, on the league, which turned out, you know, really declined in quality pretty quickly. He was just, you know, the effeminate guy that had gay things happen to him all the time. It's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, this isn't a, this isn't the funniest. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's all right. I got no beef with him. He's he's a very busy man. He does a lot of stuff. So yeah, nice to see him turn up on Parks and Rec. Kind of wish they had brought him back at some point, but. You know, there would have been no reason for it since he uh, just travels around the world building playgrounds. <laughs> it is funny, though, because Kaboom is a real playground building organization. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I, had to oh, look I didn't that know up. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tight. <laughs> like, I Googled, yeah. what is Kaboom based on? Oh, it's based on Kaboom. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not based on anything. This is <laughs> a thing that exists, and they Kaboom thing. <laughs> But yeah, so that um, so that gets Leslie all pumped up and motivated to you know take action with the pit. Um, yeah, so uh, she decides that she's going to take action with the pit. Go well, ahead and fill it in, and we, uh, you know ask for forgiveness, not permission. I do have a clip uh, before we get too ahead. We have the clip of when Andy shows up, you know, to volunteer. Uh, and it yes. is have to press Ann. I love him describing. It's just so nice to. S I love seeing Andy come back. They, re I, yeah. it's so weird watching these like episodes and realizing like, hey, Andy's not in a bunch of these. <laughs> Hi. Whoa, Ann. What are you doing here? Oh, I'm volunteering. I love to volunteer. The key to volunteering? A lot of pockets for putting all the food in. The Red Cross has amazing cookies. I go there all the time. Meals on Wheels was a bonanza. <laughs> Suicide hotline, surprisingly lame spread. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, a funny moment for him, and, it, you know, it's nice to know that he is uh, not actually finding a way to be a functional human being yet. <laughs> He's just, you know, <laughs> preying off of charity food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I just, I want, uh, you know, he says Meals on Wheels is a bonanza, and so I'm wondering, like, is he just stealing the meals that are meant for the old people? Like, is that I what think he absolutely is. Meals <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, on Wheels isn't really a charity thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he, yeah, he probably just turned up there, you know, found a bunch of packaged meals and fucking, you know, rolled out with them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so they decide to, uh, you know, get proactive with the park. Uh, which leads to you know the funny Jerry moment of the episode. Leslie comes into the board meet or the boardroom with the uh, big whiteboard covered in all this stuff about zoning, and she's like, "You know what this is?" She holds up the eraser. This is a kaboomer. We're gonna kaboom this whole thing. She tries to erase yeah. it. I have the clip. Je- oh no, shit. Yes. <laughs> Jerry, did you use permanent marker again? I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I, gra- I I yes. just grabbed the wrong. This is gonna be open very no, big, Jerry. Like okay, forget it. Let's all pretend Jerry wasn't born. Uh, I love it. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, it's just, you know, the Jerry piling on begins. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, It becomes a nearly every episode thing, which it deserves to be. He just needs to be that guy for the show. <laughs> um, But yeah, and uh, like she, uh, just, you know, it says, everybody take off your thinking caps and put on your doing caps. <laughs> and Tom's just like, I got some doing caps in my wallet. That's what I call God. <laughs> and then it pans over to Mark. And, you know, this is like kind of the best moment of Mark. It's just like a slowly widening smile on Mark's face. At that. Like, <laughs> it's like I'll do in caps. Uh? <laughs> like, uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Mark advises Leslie to just go and fucking get the pit filled in. And so Leslie does that, which is, uh, you know, pretty great. She just... Yeah, she uses a fake name to register for the fill dirt or whatever, or the backhoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Montague. Yeah, Miss Montague, you ready to do this? <laughs> Just a fake, Itali- shitty Italian accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speech is important part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she has the hard hats for her and Ann. You know, instead of kaboom, it's you know her idea is just to kick ass. So she's got one kick hat and one ass hat. <laughs> yeah, Anne's just me. I'll take that one. <laughs> Literal <laughs> ass on the hat. Kick hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, they uh, they got the backhoe filling in the pit, and first you know thing full of hoe full of dirt is dropped directly on Andy. <laughs> you know, still in his you know pit. Le- you know whatever lair yeah uh i do you know do you have the clip of him just you know being bleeped out because that part always just cracks me no <laughs> i do have a clip later though yeah. uh when he so because you know he gets put in the hospital and yes. uh he gets to see Anne again this right. is awesome Anne and andy just like old times the pit works in mysterious ways <laughs> that gets me every time yes uh, but yeah, I just like they dump that thing full of dirt and he just comes like, you know, just up out of there like, oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> and then dump another thing of dirt on him and it's just a cloud of dirt with his body like fully splayed out underneath. It's, uh, it's just funny. But <laughs> yeah, so they dump, uh, they decide to fill in the pit and Andy gets dumped on, which leads to him having a concussion or something. He's, you know, in the hospital. And suddenly is a liability for the city. Um, well, you know, fucking, there's a moment oh, here. Shit. There's a 
there's a moment here that I love because it sums up how I feel about the Anne and Mark plot. Um, so Andy starts trying to hit on Anne and Anne uh, responds with this. You know that I'm kind of with Mark now. Oh, God, is that still happening? I don't get it. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> yes. I mean, because that's the thing. They just, they just fucking put these characters together. Like, in these episodes, there's been nothing to show that these people need to be together. This isn't like some Jim and Pam situation. Like, Anne and Mark is not some fucking epic TV romance, and it takes up this entire season. Yeah. You know? Like, this was supposed to be the season where they glance at each other longingly, and then next season they actually start getting together. You can't just put them together and, you know, expect it to be fucking in any way interesting. Like, you know, the most... Yeah, no, it's just... Whatever. <laughs> you know, the most interesting part comes at the end, you know, of the season when Mark thinks that he should propose mm. and Anne, uh, you know, reads the situation immediately like, yeah, he's never been in a relationship long enough to think he's supposed to do something like this. Like, he's not a mature adult. Like, <laughs> so, you know, that's jumping way ahead in the series, but, you know, still, fuck the whole Anne and Mark situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, Leslie, uh, after she fills in the pit and, yeah, Andy's in the hospital. She goes to talk to Ron. You know, she fucking like slings the football at him. He's like, "Are you high?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm high on kaboom." <laughs> yeah, I'm getting it done. And, you know, he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, in a very odd Ron moment, he just keeps using cuh. You know, it's like I you know, just got off the phone with this you know city manager, and he I got my ass cuh handed to me, and the whole department's cuh screwed." <laughs> And then she immediately turns back to, like, you know, sad, like, begging for forgiveness, Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's another bleep for the episode, Ron. Just, you know, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> 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 uh, so, it's, uh, yeah. You know, good moment for boss Ron, who just doesn't like having to do anything, especially not take calls from the city manager <laughs> to explain why they've dumped, you know, fill dirt onto a homeless person. Um... <laughs> But yeah, and I love Andy in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they first see him, it's, yeah, it's like you know, the beeping's going on, and all the nurses are rushing to him, <laughs> and he's got the monitor off, and he's like, ah, you know, that beeping was annoying, but uh, this beep is even worse. <laughs> like, yeah, which is, having been in the hospital a couple times, exactly how I feel every time I'm there. <laughs> like, I really, really want to take this thing off. Really shouldn't. <laughs> But really, really want to. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and you know, Andy's trying to convince Anne that they should get back together, and she's got the list of like things that uh, Mark has that Andy doesn't like. You know, he's got a job, he's got a car, and you know, an address. <laughs> he uh, he can say the word tampon without giggling. You know, like, uh, and then later on, she's talking to somebody, and you know. Yeah, Leslie feels bad and, you know, wants uh, wants to help Andy out. And she's just like, yeah, you know, maybe we should give Andy another chance. It's like, no, you know, he had his chance. He couldn't live on the earth, so he, you know, went underground. <laughs> like, uh, you know, they just need to, uh, yeah. I love, uh, love that just keep establishing Andy as a wacky homeless dude. <laughs> but, you know, he'll get his moments coming up here soon. He'll start being redeemed. Um, yeah, and then, uh, so it becomes, the, instead of being about the pit or about kabooming things, he, uh, it becomes about, you know, convincing Andy not to sue the city, uh, and you get your second guest appearance of the show, you get John Benjamin as, uh, 
lawyer for the city. I have uh, him <laughs> coming in here. Love him. Is that all you lawyers think about? Lawsuits and laws and legalese? Yes. Yeah, well, you can relax. All I'm going to do is go in and just say, we are so sorry, it's entirely our fault. No, 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 you can't say any of that. It admits liability. You can't say, I'm sorry, or I apologize. It implies guilt. That's insane. I have to apologize. Andy was the victim of an victim. extremely unfortunate situation. You can't say unfortunate, and you can't say situation. I can't say the word situation. No, it implies there was a situation. Can I give him the pig? Yeah, pig's fine. <laughs> I fucking love that. Like, you know, that is good lawyer comedy. Yeah. <laughs> can't say unfortunate, can't say situation. Like, can't say situation? No, it implies there was a situation. <laughs> like, uh, and yeah, it's just such a non-John Benjamin role. It's so weird seeing him. Uh, when I say non-John Benjamin role, I mean he's not a cartoon character. Yeah. Because uh, it's so weird seeing the, the man that is actually John Benjamin <laughs> and having it not be Archer or Bob from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, like, and I'm so used to his voice being deeper on those shows. Like, it sounds yeah. not as deep on this. Exactly. I don't think it is. Yeah. So, but yeah. And I do like, you know, I, you see these things in, you know, TV shows and things. Leslie gets Andy that pig with a crutch that says, you know, I hope you squeal better. <laughs> and it, you know, squeals and moves its mouth. Do places actually sell shit like that? I, I've never <laughs> seen something like you this. No, I haven't, no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, the closest that I've seen to anything res resembling a pun or, like, funny thing, my wife, a couple of years ago for Valentine's, got me a stuffed owl, and <laughs> on the heart, it had, like, stitched on there, it says, Owl, love you forever. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is the best uh, pun-based present that I've ever, pun-based stuffed animal present I've ever gotten, but, uh, yeah, I don't think things like that actually exist. But, uh... Yeah. yeah, so she tries. She wants to convince Andy not to uh, sue the city, and then his lawyer shows up. And <laughs> I love the scene between the two lawyers and Andy and Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Andy and Leslie, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, but Leslie, Andy, no. <laughs> yeah, like they're both just, uh, you know, the old uh, don't say anything to admit liability or do anything. You know, it's uh, it's good stuff. And I like that Andy is suing the city out of desperation to get, you know, get money to win Anne back. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a well-thought-out plot, but, I mean, shit, you know, it's still, like, 100000 bucks. But I guess, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to see the negative part for Andy. It probably would be that Leslie and all her, like, fellow employees get fired. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was trying to, like, wrap my head around, like, oh, what's the, uh, what's the conflict? <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> if, you know, if a, if a, you know, parks department fucks up. And causes an injury that makes the government have to pay out a hundred thousand bucks. They are probably all fired. So, yeah. Um, so they, you know, Leslie and Andy can't really talk because she she can't say she's sorry. She can't even mime tears. <laughs> no <God>. miming. <laughs> uh, no hand gestures. No miming. <laughs> and then uh, so she goes back to city hall and tries to call him and just leaves him a series of escalatingly weird voicemails. Uh, do you have any of those? No, I didn't get any of those. Oh, okay, well, that's in post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just trying to get him to come down to City Hall. Andy, it's your aunt. Your uncle's past. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, we're having a service for him in half an hour at City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, 
But yeah, so, uh, yeah, she eventually uh, convinces Andy to drop the lawsuit, and instead just his demands are that the city fill in the pit, and, uh, you know, it's a nice moment for the show, and for government actually somewhat working for someone, and for, you know, Andy trying to reconcile with Anne, but of course before that, he, uh, <laughs> Leslie tells him to come over to Anne's house so they can talk about dropping the lawsuit. And Andy shows up butt naked with a bouquet of flowers covering his dick. Which <laughs> is, you know, pretty, uh, or yeah, I guess Ann called him over. Because, yeah, he says, like, you know, you said it all sexy. You said, hey, Andy, it's Ann. Can we come talk at my house? <laughs> like, uh, but yeah. I love, yeah, uh, apparently- uh, behind the scenes on that is they did a few takes where he's wearing, you know, like a beige underwear kind of thing. But in right. that take, he actually was naked. And re- and really did surprise Amy Poehler. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love uh, love those behind the scenes things and like yeah, <laughs> the bloopers. There's definitely one where she opens up the door and is like actually really fucking surprised by <laughs> uh, But yeah, and it's like, has he showed up naked like this before? Oh yeah, birthdays, <laughs> anniversaries, all all holidays. Yeah, just. <laughs> just is a signature move. <laughs> just turns up naked. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. So uh yeah, I don't know. Uh what else is there on uh on Kaboom? It's a it's a pretty good episode of the show in terms of like moving the moving the season plot forward. Yeah. You know, just well, yeah, uh, kind of having some having some it, fun with it. Yeah, cuz they do get the pit filled in because Andy uh, you know, um uh Amy Poehler, uh sorry. I'm going to edit this in post so I don't sound like an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Leslie manages to talk to Andy without lawyers present, and uh, yeah. they come up with a plan to have Andy drop the lawsuit in exchange for the city filling in the pit. Right. And I like that uh, he's got the meeting with her and John Benjamin, and he's got his neck brace on, which is like an inflatable travel pillow <laughs> duct taped across the front. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got demands. You know, I want that pit filled in. And uh, I want a guaranteed starting spot on the Indianapolis Colts inside linebacker. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, we can't can't really do that. <laughs> it's like all right, fine. Then I guess just the pit. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and actually, yeah, Leslie has to lead him to that. Like, yeah. I don't think Andy cares so much about that second one. So much as he really wants the pit filled in. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, so, um, yeah, it, it's a good episode, you know. Uh, not like, uh, again, not like the most ensemble-heavy episode, but it's got, you know, the better parts of the ensemble, namely uh, Andy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a light amount of Tom and, you know, a light amount of Ron. Like, yeah, everybody kind of plays their strengths. April stays in the background. Mark's barely in it. You know, Tom gets a couple of zings in there. They fill in the pit. You know, everybody's happy. So, yeah. Um, all in all, uh, good little two-episode stretch of the show. Get through the crappy Sister City episode. Get through the Great Kaboom episode. And then you get to finish off with the uh, fucking the fantastic stinger where <laughs> Leslie wants to call for another kabooming or whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> she calls 411 for <laughs> or the operator. <laughs> like, yeah. Need the number for a kaboom, the National Playground Building charity. <laughs> I assume you're just gonna put all the put the clip of that as the uh, the stinger clip for the whole episode. Yep. So, yeah, tight. Um, yeah. So anyway, 
You know where to find us if you need us. It's uh, at Parks and Rec Pod on Twitter. Find us on iTunes. Uh, are we on anything else right now? Are we on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that? No, just iTunes, and um, I think that's about it. We should fix that. Tight. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Not terribly worried about it. Go to BakeHemAwayToys.com for this, and also for uh, Game That Tune and uh, any other podcast that we uh, come up with in the not-too-distant future or feel like reviving. You know, it's uh, we're having fun. Yeah. Just like on Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Anything else? No, that about does it. Tight. Well, yeah, take them out with the, uh, you know, with the explanation of what Kaboom really is. And we'll just, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace out. Yeah. Wow. You did it. You thinking what I'm thinking? There's oh so much Oh my God, we're so close. Do. Yeah. I'm going to call Kaboom and check on their availability for next year. Great. Hmm. Information. Hi, yes, I'd like the number for Kaboom, the National Playground Building Charity. I hope they can work us in. Sorry, there's no listing for that name. What? You sure? Kaboom is a word I made up. It's not in any dictionary. I trick people into building playgrounds and empty lots in their neighborhood. It's an elaborate prank. For my next prank, I'm going to build a hospital in a poor part of China. They'll never see it coming. <laughs>